Hey, it's David, and welcome back to Tombase Classical Guitar Podcast. Are you still not a member of Tombase? Well, head on over to Tombase.co and use the promo code PODCAST-3 for $15 off of a subscription. Really happy to have Anne Tran on the show today. Wonderful guitarist from Vietnam, currently based in Chicago. Had a great conversation the other day on his development as a musician and moving to the States as a teenager. We also talked about his newly released CD, Stay My Beloved, dedicated to traditional and folk music of Vietnam. And was very kind to send the masters for the entire CD over to me. So we're going to have some wonderful samples today, as always. And I thought we'd uh, proceed the interview with the title track, Stay My Beloved.
listening to your record, Stay My Beloved, beautiful record of Vietnamese traditional and folk music. I wanted to ask, when did you uh, begin the guitar? Did you start with this traditional repertoire that we hear throughout this album? Or did you explore this style of music later on in your development as a musician? I actually never really played Vietnamese repertoire when I was home. So, you know, all the Vietnamese students, we were trying to play the famous repertoire. You know, we want to play Rodrigo, we want to play Bach, um, all this uh, massive repertoire that we have for the guitar. But it's not until, you know, I came to the U.S. that I found out that what kind of musician I want to be, you know, uh, what kind of connection that do I want to have. And yeah. that's that's how I, I connect back to my, my culture, which is the Vietnamese. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So... Did you move to the States to begin your collegiate studies? So I moved when I was uh, 15 years old. You know, and my parents wanted me to go to the U.S. to study abroad. You know, at that time, we didn't have any money to afford, like, you know, conservatories. I just went to a small school, a small boarding school. It's called Nebraska Christian High School. Yeah, and I just finished my high school there. And then trying to find my way to find scholarships and keep playing guitar for a few years without a teacher. Wow. And when you're saying without a teacher, are you saying at that point, uh, when you're in Nebraska, were, were you pretty much, I mean, you had a teacher in Vietnam, but you were self-taught on the guitar for that period of time? Yeah. So about three years, I didn't really have a teacher in Nebraska. So uh, in Vietnam, I studied in the Hanoi Conservatory of Music, training like really hard. Lessons was like going on f- for almost every day. And wow. I came to Nebraska, and there wasn't a, a guitar teacher at the school. So yeah. I was just trying to play my old stuff. But at that time, I wasn't prepared or developed as, as a player to learn my own repertoire. So I just keep, I kept playing the old stuff, and um, eventually it, it grew old you know, for me. So I just kind of quit the guitar for a bit. So I quit wow. the guitar. Yeah, I, I wanted to quit the guitar. I wanted yeah. to study something else for the career. But yeah, I eventually found my way back. That's got to be an incredibly difficult time to be without a teacher when you're in such a developmental stage as both uh, a musician and a technical player, you know, just the technicalities of playing the instrument. So when did you kind of come back to the guitar after a brief hiatus? I have to say I'm so thankful and I'm super lucky in my career so far Mm -hmm. to, to have met certain people and to have had the connections, you know, I met the right people at the right time. So so in 2009, I came to Chicago to visit a friend who was doing a PhD at Northwestern in IT, so in tech. But he, you know, introduced me with his friends, and I ended up meeting Ann Waller, who was a teacher at Northwestern, and invited me to play for uh, the studio class, because I was just a high school kid, you know, I, yeah, I, didn't, I yeah. didn't play anything. And I was like, I play guitar, but I want to go study guitar in college. So she was so kind that she said, you play, come play in class. And I came play and she complimented me and she gave me lessons in that summer for free. So that I could build my skill back, like learning new repertoire. Uh, basically just pushed me in the right direction hmm. and gave yeah. me the, the inspiration that I needed at that time. I would say that was the summer that changed my life because otherwise I would be some doing something completely different now and I would be miserable. Oh, I'm so glad to hear about that. I, I've got to ask, do you remember what piece you played in that performance class uh, that Anne uh, uh, invited you to in Chicago? Yes, uh, for sure. I play the most famous 
classic guitar piece. Uh, Asturias. Uh huh. <laughs> Leyenda. <laughs> so then, yeah. did everyone roll their eyes after hearing that again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I thought I was very good. I thought I, I was like, you know, I could I could play this piece. It's like the hardest piece ever. Uh, yeah. Is, you know, I'm gonna impress the whole school. <laughs> like I was a kid. And they're like, you know? oh, not another Asturias. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, but but she was so kind, and the the whole studio was so nice to me. Yeah, uh, they were clapping, they were cheering me. And really, like they actually like it. I was, yeah, you know, I was kind of really not very confident of my playing. Uh huh. But that kind of boost really, really changed my life. Yeah, no, I I, I can only imagine. That's fantastic. And all joking aside, I mean, Astoria's is still one of my favorite pieces. There's pieces of the guitar repertoire that are overplayed, but there's a reason why they're overplayed. It's because they're just such wonderful pieces and people enjoy hearing them so much. I'm curious, you know, you're saying uh, the two of you kind of reworked your technique throughout the summer. Did you just go back to the basics or did you just pick up uh, where you were at that time in your playing? We just kind of worked on what I had. Uh, okay. I, I, we didn't really rework anything. She was just helping me learning new rap, you know, just kind of uh, reinforce my technique uh, to make it better. Yeah. Um, again, it was just a summer and it wasn't like every week. She gave me some lesson when she had time and I attended that one time. It was a, a summer national high school institute or something like that from, from Northwestern. And I did that mm. and I met some great other young musicians and we were playing ensemble and I had such a blast and it just... Uh, Remind me what kind of joy you get from playing the guitar, you know. Absolutely. Um, music is extraordinarily powerful stuff. And I got to I gotta say, it's so interesting to me. You, you did your undergrad, uh, then uh, studied your master's. I know with Ben at Yale, mm-hmm. um, yeah. we had a couple seasons ago on the podcast. And then now you're back at Northwestern uh, for your doctorate, studied once again with Ed Waller. It must be so nice in a way to kind of come to a full circle. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is a full circle. I mean, uh, my first guitar teacher in U.S. was, you know, Anne, and now I'm finishing my DMA with, with Anne. I think we have a good connection, and she helped me my whole life. Yeah. Um, being a Northwestern is, is an honor to be here, and uh, and we have a great guitar program, great guitar series, the Segovia guitar series here. And yeah, it's just, it's just a, a joy to be back here and, and finally study with her, you know, after so many years. I really wanted to ask about uh, your newly released uh, and highly anticipated CD, Stay My Beloved. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, this was uh, a recording of traditional Vietnamese uh, music. Tell me about the the story behind this project. So this is my first CD, first album ever. And I wanted to do something really personal. So like something close to me, something Mm -hmm. that, that I will remember like years always remember that first recording because like thinking about that I, ha- I, I was like I, ha- I have to do this Vietnamese you know all Vietnamese music recording I have to do it in my concert half of my programs always uh, were Vietnamese music okay in the end always the audience love it the audience loved the, the, the program but they always compliment on the Vietnamese music every concert it was like a constant thing I could have you know I could guess it like okay I guess they want to talk about Vietnamese yes of course so that gave me such a motivation and you know I, I was very surprised that 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 they like this music even though it's, it's so different it's so foreign to them yeah uh, they love it and uh, and that gave me such a huge push you know huge uh motivation to just record this 
and it's great to hear it, it's been so well received i mean i i myself i remember uh when i heard you play at hamilton guitar festival in 2017 because right. you won the competition in 2016 right. remember you opened with the walton bagatelles which by the way i don't know how you open with that uh stupid hard <laughs> arpeggio at the beginning i i would uh i i, I would uh be quite nervous backstage myself thank you uh, well, i was nervous uh, trust me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why I, I play easy pieces i don't like being nervous like that anymore no <laughs> but but anyway um, I remember you played the Walton. And it was fantastic, and then you did Vietnamese music, and I I think it was probably my favorite concert of the weekend. You know, first of all, it was beautifully done. Wow! And obviously, you you understand this repertoire on such a uh, musical uh, and fundamental level, but it's also just so refreshing to hear this on a classical stage. Um, wow! In the states, you know, um, I I'm sure I'd heard some of this music before kind of had an idea of maybe some general kind of sonic landscapes that's uh, utilized throughout this music. Mm-hmm. But it was really the first time I was sitting down and dedicated to listening to this music. And it was just so refreshing and so much fun. And it's a beautiful uh, style of music that I wish more guitarists played. So I, I think what you're doing is fantastic on that level as well, that you're helping bring this repertoire to uh western audiences wow. uh, who might not have heard it before thank you thank you thank you david that's that that means that means so much <laughs> oh well i'm not just saying that I, I i really mean it so you're saying earlier that it wasn't until later in your collegiate studies that you started to explore this music do you remember a specific performance or a specific time when you started to uh look into this repertoire that was on this CD? Is this kind of something just since you started your doctorate at Northwestern or maybe back when you're doing your master's? Kind of slowly came to me. Uh, you know, for my un- undergrad, I play one piece, uh, uh-huh. one Vietnamese piece. And that piece, you know, I played when I was a kid already. So I just brought it back and okay. I wanted to to include a Vietnamese piece in my senior recital. So I did that and the audience loved it. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So for, for my master's degree... Again, I wanted to do the same idea. Just include one Vietnamese piece in my program. And, and Ben suggested me to close the program with a Vietnamese piece. And I did that. And of course, the audience again loved it. Yeah, really until doctoral study, uh, which I, I, I won this one competition and it gave me a, a management deal. And this management deal gave me concerts that I wouldn't be able to go and play anyway. Only at that time, I I'm started playing more, slowly more Vietnamese music. It's like a, a statement, what I want to do, and what I want to share in our guitar community. I thought, you know, this is who I am, this is where I come from. So I, I got yeah. to contribute that. Totally. So I'm looking at the track list here, and it's a combination of contemporary composers and also traditional music. I mean, first, I, I'd like to ask for the traditional music with... Were these arrangements that you made yourself, or uh, did they already exist beforehand? So this this record that I did uh, mainly featured two Vietnamese composers, and they also did the arrangement for the traditional Vietnamese oh, okay. uh, folk cool. songs. Yeah, so this album is like a scratch on the surface of Vietnamese music. I know the lullaby was actually dedicated to you, and you performed that at your Toronto debut concert, and then... Uh, this is a world premiere recording. How how did that piece uh, come to life? So the composer, uh, Thay An Nguyen, 
he's actually living in in Toronto. Oh, okay, and cool. He came to the concert that you went also went to in Hamilton. He oh, came really? to, to okay, yeah, small came, world. <laughs> right, he came to that concert. You know, I knew he was coming, so I of course I have to play the the his arrangement of "Stay My Beloved." Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I played that piece, and that was the first time we we met in person. He studied in Vietnam. He studied the same school with me, long time before I arrived to the school. He moved to Canada. He just became this kind of figure, like a kind of a role model for me. He recorded a, a, an album, and I listened to that like a long time. You know, for every day when I was a kid, I admired his work, and that was the first time that we met at Hamilton concert. After that, we just became friends. Yeah, and um, you know, I I had to ask him like, can you can you write a piece for me? And and he says sure. And but he he asked me what kind of of music are you looking to have? Of course, first thing came to my mind was, you know, I, I, I would love to have a lullaby. Uh, I want something that is beautiful, is sweet, is, is, is a lullaby. So, uh, so yeah, so he wrote me this, uh, this lullaby, this beautiful lullaby. It finished right on time for my Toronto debut, for the Toronto. So you had to cram the practice a little bit for that concert. Yes, for sure. Yes, I did. I did. We edited a lot of that uh, from that first performance until the recording that you you're hearing on Spotify now. Um, yeah, it's 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 there's a lot of changes since so then. So he's a pretty uh, collaborative type of composer. Then. Oh, absolutely. I'm. I am. That's why I said I'm. I'm lucky. You know, I I I met him and he was kind enough to to yeah. to be open to to my ideas, which you know I I you know I didn't know how how composers would react. You know, but we had this root. We had this connection. Vietnamese connection. We kind of like almost like brothers, so it, it was really easy to to tell him, you know, how I think and and what I think uh, certain things could fit, and and he was so open, he was amazing, yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm I'm thankful. In this episode, we're listening uh, to the title track of the record, "Stay My Beloved." What's the story behind this piece? Was there a reason why you wanted to name the record after it? So this piece is very very close to me traditional folk song so people sing this in like festivals so like in you know in gatherings uh this piece was written in uh from from this town uh, Buckning, which is like north north of vietnam and, and they they normally have gatherings they have, have they have festivals they have you know people like parties like big parties for the whole, mm-hmm. you know like uh, street festival kind of things like that and by the end of the festival they always would sing this song because they could they would depart, and the idea is that you uh, you say goodbye, but um, you don't really know when you're gonna see each other again. It's like a goodbye, but I hope to see you again. You know, uh, I hope you will we, get to see each other again. I hope you are well. Th- things like that. And and for me, this piece, you know, my parents used to sing to me when I was a, a baby. You know, the most vivid like musical memory that I have. You know, I my parents were holding me on. On the arms singing this song, and I was looking at the at the fan. I, I mm-hmm. remember that very vividly. I hear this melody. You know, every time I play this piece, that that does come back, and I know how to sing it. I know how I want it to sound. Like I know how, what kind of a phrasing that the way my parents used to sing it, the way I would be singing. So you know, this piece is is deep. Is is really? I just have to name the record after it because. This is the beginning of my musical journey, really. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing that you have been listening to this piece practically since you were born and then 
you're continuing to play it. Uh, right. Now. What a, right. Wow, we're we're really going a lot of full circles in today's episode. Your <laughs> your your teachers, your man makes makes me quite boring when I think about my life. I, oh, I just said I want to play guitar. That's all that happened. <laughs> no, the love for the guitar is real. I mean, it, it is the vehicle for all of us, right? Uh, man, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I've only cried in one episode. <laughs> this might be the second one. It, it's definitely an incredibly meaningful ending uh, to a meaningful recording. We're going to play one more sample at the end of uh, the interview. The Legend of the Bamboo Child, which is uh, the opening track to this record. I mean, it's quite a significant work to begin with. Um, what's the story behind this one? Yeah, so this is another composition by Taeyang Nguyen, the same composer that wrote me the lullaby and okay. arranged the Stay My Beloved piece. Great. He wrote this piece when he was studying with uh, Stephen Rack in Czech, uh, Czech oh, Republic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, at this time, I think he was he was very homesick, and mm -hmm. he wanted to write something that is very traditional. So he immediately you know, thought about this this uh, story, the bamboo child. Uh, it's the legend. Uh, it's it's the children, you know, almost like a, a children children story. For for in Vietnam, we we studied this in in school. We we um, we read the stories, the bamboo child. Uh, was a baby and he uh, you know in, in short version of this is he grew up very fast he was actually a god and he grew up very fast and he was able to fight off the enemies the common enemies that uh, Vietnam had to fight you know for, for so many years in the end he flew back to the sky and flew, flew back to to God so th that's the idea of yeah. uh, of the story wow. and and this piece really portrayed that the introduction telling the the main theme of the baby of, of the bamboo child and there's the childhood movement and then the threat of war so you can really hear the intensity you know grows every movement and it's 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 very difficult because he uh, he has his his technique the four fingers tremolos with the using the pinky and and it uh, you know it was very new to me it, it was very new and i i didn't know how to do it? So my 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 pinky nail is is you know was very long when I had to, to <laughs> we had to record this piece. Yeah, and, you yeah. know we had to take care of it like the other nails really to to have a certain shape that it it sounds okay, and and thankfully a lot of this is like brush tremolo. Thank you, Anne, for being on the show. Please join me next Sunday for a conversation with the French guitarist Gabriel Bianco. Going to leave things here today with the wonderful performance of The Legend of the Bamboo Child. I'm David Steinhardt, and we'll see you next time for the Tone Bass Classical Guitar Podcast.